This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. You're listening to Voices of Your Village. This is episode 227. In this episode, I get to hang out with the CEO of Wonder School, Chris Bennett. Chris and I got to dive into how Wonder School is changing childcare systems. Y'all know I am not here for a band-aid on a bullet hole. I love really taking a million steps back and looking at the whole picture, getting that bird's eye view and saying, how do we create systems change? Change that supports early childhood educators that's best for families and for kids? What does this really look like? And how do we afford to do it? What does it look like logistically? Wonder School is a huge piece of that puzzle. They've been doing this work and really focusing on the tech aspect of how do we update antiquated systems? I loved getting to hang out with Chris and have had the privilege of being a partner with Wonder School in a number of different ways. And I'm really excited for having such brilliant minds and incredible voices brainstorming at the table of like, what does this really look like to create systems that serve everyone? All right, folks, let's dive in. Hey there, I'm Alyssa Blass Campbell. I'm a mom with a master's degree in early childhood education and co-creator of the Collaborative Emotion Processing Method. I'm here to walk alongside you through the messy, vulnerable parts of being humans raising other humans with deep thoughts and actionable tips. Let's dive in together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Voices of Your Village. Today, to hang out with Chris Bennett. Chris is the CEO and founder of Wonder School. And Chris, I have been watching Wonder School grow for a few years now and have had the privilege of collaborating with all your rad folks at Wonder School and have fallen in love with y'all. So thank oh, you. That's kind. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's really kind of you. Yeah, for sure. You're doing incredible work, and I'm, I'm jazzed to get to see it happen. Can you share with us a little bit about your story and why you founded Wonder School? Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Um, my parents are immigrants from Honduras, and um, I went to a home-based childcare program when I was a kid and had a really awesome experience in the program. It was started by a woman named Yoli, 
And so, um, you know, I went to the program and then she eventually grew it to a center-based program uh, in a strip mall um, near my house. And I would, I'm like, just see her growing her business and see how successful she was. And I, I was really inspired by what she was doing as a small business owner. Um, just as a kid, I was always really into business. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and then, um, you know, I went to um, Wharton. I was the first in my family to go to college. I um, eventually made it out to the Bay Area and I kept hearing from my friends that they couldn't find childcare and I thought that was strange. And so I started to um, do research and I found that one, um, childcare is really important because a child's brain develops um, pretty significantly um, before the age of five. And if they're not able to get access to, you know, um, support from a loving parent or, um, you know, grandparent, um, childcare is really needed. Um, and uh, so that they can get that support just like I did. Um, and uh, the other thing I noticed is that a lot of the childcare providers who are already in the market really needed some help with their business practices. So um, we built a company um, uh, that helps some childcare providers start their own childcare programs out of their homes. And now we um, support individuals all over the uh, all over the country um, starting childcare programs. Yeah, it's incredible because I think one of the things that we, when you're not in the early ed world, one of the things we don't think about on the outside is that it is a business. And I, I know for myself, like I have a master's in early ed. I love early childhood education. I love to get nerdy about it all. Uh, and most of the humans I'm surrounded by in a classroom that are teachers, that are directors, they're in that same boat where like they love the tiny humans, they love the brain development, but they aren't business folks. They don't mm -hmm. know how to do sales and marketing or what it looks like um, to put together a PL. And mm -hmm. I love, I was just saying the other day, I was talking to somebody about Wonder School and I was like, it's like the tech that we really need in early ed. Yeah. It's tech meets early ed. Yeah. And I think it has such a powerful ability to help us increase quality. And I know that's one of the things that is important to y'all at Wonder School. Can you chat with me about what quality means for y'all and how you feel like you are uh, supporting raising the quality of early ed? Yeah, so um, we 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 follow a lot of the standards that states use. Um, there's um, in every state there's a system called the Quality Rating and Improvement System that was created by the federal government, and um, it's not a I'm not sure if it's a mandated thing by states, but pretty much every state does it, and so. Um, there's um, home visits that are involved. There's, um, you know, um, checklists that the, the, the providers need to meet and um, they get ratings based on um, how high quality of a program they are. And, um, you know, we support um, a lot of our childcare providers in going through that system. We also go above and beyond that. So what we do is we, um, we um, make sure all the programs on our on our platform are licensed, and so um, we make sure that they have. In, in in most states, to be licensed, you have to get background checks, you have to um, get your home inspected, um, and you're you're getting um, checked in on multiple times a year. Um, and then we do um, we get reviews from parents so that we can use that data to understand what's going on in the program and support um, the child care provider in improving their program. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of the things that we're looking for from a review standpoint are based on what we've determined are things that are really important for a high quality program, like um, um, the parent um, teacher interaction, the teacher child interaction, making sure children are going outside daily, making sure children are being fed um, the appropriate foods, et cetera. Um, so 
and there's actually a lot more we want to do around quality um, that we're planning to roll out in the future. Um, just a lot more sort of um, getting more visibility into the classroom and using um, a lot of like state-of-the-art technology like AI and um, um, and even just simple um, um, data that childcare providers and childcare teachers and parents can provide to us to make sure that children are um, getting the right support that they need. One of our one of our core values is children first. And so, you know, a lot of what we're building is for children, even though today, a lot of what, what who we interact with are parents and providers. Sure. Well, and I think the way that we're able to put children first is when we, as, as a, my child right now is in a family child care provider as well. Um, and if she was spending the bulk of her time on the regulations part, on the logistics, on the business, on the management side that you make so streamlined and easy to navigate. But if she didn't have that, if she was flying solo and trying to figure all that out, that takes even just her brain space and burnout. Oh, it takes her away from my kid yeah. and away from that connection and ability to relate and be present and not burn out. And so I think so much when we're looking at quality, it falls into so many buckets. We say like quality is what we do at Seed. And I think there are different buckets of quality. And a huge role that I think Wonder School plays here is helping offload so many of those systems that are in our head as early childhood educators into an actual system so that we aren't being pulled out of the classroom to maintain, to do, et cetera, and that yep. they can be more streamlined. Um, when we're looking at the current landscape for early ed, can you fill the audience in on kind of where we are now in early ed and what you see as like the the key components for moving forward and having progress? Yeah, so where are we in early ed? Um, you know, the, the research is clear that um, um, early childhood education is uh, really, really vital um, to a child, to a community, to parents. Um, and so um, there's a there's a pretty strong movement at the federal level, at the state level to do more, more of an investment in early ed. You're hearing um, um, Trump made a huge investment in early ed. You're seeing Biden continue to push um, for early ed. Um, reform. Um, you see governors left and right um, running on campaigns to um, invest in early ed and getting elected based on those campaigns. And now a lot of them are working on, um, you know, living up to those um, campaign promises. And so um, that's really exciting. There's a lot of investment coming in. Um, some of the challenges right now that you're seeing in early ed are um, a lot of the systems that are in place at the state level are pretty antiquated. And um, not they all pretty much all need to be modernized so that it's easier for childcare providers, parents, um, provide and uh, um, childcare providers and parents to to use those systems. Um, the other thing is there's a pretty sizable teacher shortage right now that's happening in America, which is everyone's really feeling. And so um, that's something we're looking into right now to sort of help childcare providers with recruiting teachers. Um, but that's that's sort of like the the big challenge that's in the market today, and it's really um, slowing down um, um, early ed's ability to to grow more. Yeah, when you're looking at like modernizing a system, I'm thinking of the work you're doing in New Mexico, for example. Yeah. Can you kind of paint a picture of what does that mean? What does that look like to modernize the system for folks who don't understand? Like, what is the current system? What are you doing to change that? 
So um, we just rolled out a child care finder in New Mexico. And so we make it really easy for parents to find child care now. Um, parents can go to um, the child care finder in New Mexico, search for child care um, message providers and enroll their children in child care programs, which is a pretty um, exciting um, um, update um, for um, residents in New Mexico. Same thing in Indiana. That's something we offer. But we're also looking at a lot of the other systems that the state offers. Um, and, you know, for example, New Mexico does a lot on pen and paper still today. And so um, just bringing things to the web um, in New Mexico can be really valuable for everyone involved. Sure. Love that. I was just, you know, we have a bunch of programs in our seed cert and I was just chatting with one of our directors and we we're talking even just about her um, like wait list. And when a, when a parent fills out or a family fills out the waitlist application and how then she has to go in and write an email, there's nothing automated, there's nothing. And I was like, oh yeah. my goodness, we need, it doesn't have to be this way. Like so much of her time is going into things that could be automated that then free up her brain space and ability to invest in the kids. Yeah. And I think that's something that y'all are slaying. Is yeah, really like free. Yeah, for sure. Is, is when you're saying modernizing, I, I want folks to understand that like right now in early ed, so much is manual that doesn't have to be. Um, mm -hmm. Or if you're a parent and you're like, hey, I'm trying to find childcare. I'm going to go look up. Maybe your state has a outdated search place to look that maybe even maybe it exists maybe it doesn't and I know here in Vermont like one of the challenges for me when I was looking for child care was like how do I filter what if I how do I know if these places have openings how do I know the quality rating of these places um and it was just that there's a space where you can look up every child care that exists in Vermont but it tells me no additional information yes. uh, and so just so that folks who might be new to this understand that's what the current landscape looks like. And when you're saying modernizing, we're really automating it and making things more accessible and feasible for folks yes. to navigate. Absolutely. Um, oh, I'm excited to hear when you mentioned AI. I was like, oh, I want to hear more about what that's going to look like. Um, can you give us a little snapshot when you're saying we see AI and the quality? What are you curious well, about creating? Yeah, I mean, just think about like... Um, all of the cool things that are happening with AI right now, it's 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 accelerating um, our ability to synthesize information and like come up with um come up with like decisions that are pretty spot on, like decisions that like humans would come up with with a good amount of um, thought and work, like AI can do in milliseconds. It's incredible, and so. Um, you know, just imagine a world where um, your child, like, and I don't know if people like this world. I don't know. So I'm, I'm sure. going go, to risk, risk some things and say some things that I don't know how people would respond to. But imagine if your child is being observed via AI and um, is able to, um, um, with a camera um, all day, um, is able to pick up on any sort of... Um, uh, areas for opportunities for your child to invest more of their time into so the teacher can focus more of their time on. Um, yeah. Um, um, areas where your child is really interested in um, that you may, uh, you as a parent may not be able to glean, you know. Um, um, parents want cameras in classrooms so that they can check in on their child, but what if AI were giving you insights on your child? It's actually pretty straightforward. It's a, like, like I don't I actually don't know how to build it, but 
my guess is if you piece together a lot of the innovations that exist today, we could get there pretty quickly. Um, sure. And, you know, we work with um, tens of thousands of childcare programs. So we have the opportunity to roll things like that out. So totally. like those are, so those are some of the, I, and so, and so you were asking about quality, yeah. like imagine if you could just use AI, you don't even have to send in someone to go and look at the program, just use AI and just, you could tell the, and tell the provider, Hey, these are things that you can do to make your program more quality. Um, yeah, that's that's a. I think that's going to be really interesting. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and, frankly, so hard. I love what I do, and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out. And it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean. It's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I wanna show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash voices. It's so frustrating to spend the money and effort to buy your kids clothes just to have them grow out of the size within a week or have your kids complain that they itch, pinch, or just aren't comfortable. If you're with me on this, you've got to check out Posh Peanut. Their sensitive skin-friendly clothes are made from viscose from bamboo, stretch with your kid as they grow, and they're also made to last. Posh Peanut makes thoughtfully crafted, super cute clothing for kids and families. It is the softest thing, y'all. The design is all done in-house with different patterns and it came in the mail and I was like, oh my gosh, I wanna wear this for myself every day. Their luxe women's pajamas and robes were all that I wanted to wear postpartum for nursing and hanging out on the couch with Mila. It helps so much that the fabric is breathable and chemical free, which means they're delicate against Mila's sensitive skin too. And I totally get why Posh Peanut is loved by over 1 million parents. Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code VILLAGE. Go to poshpeanut.com village and use promo code VILLAGE for 20% off your first order. That's poshpeanut.com village, promo code VILLAGE. Have you ever been like scrolling the internet and there's all these like tools for calming your child and how to regulate and whatever and you try them and your child just gets amped up or that doesn't work or you find yourself in these cycles where it's like epic meltdown, try to come back from it and you just feel like you're putting out fires all day long. If this is you, you aren't alone and we collaborated with an occupational therapist to create our sensory profile quiz. 
This is gonna help you learn about what helps your child regulate, what's happening in their unique nervous system. We are all different in figuring out what you're sensitive to or what helps you regulate is the key for actually doing this work, for getting to a regulated state, for having tools for calming down, for having tools for regulation. Head on over to www.seedquiz.com to take the quiz for free. You can take it as many times as you like for as many humans as you'd like. And we will deliver results right to your inbox to get you kickstarted on this journey. Seedquiz.com. I like it. And what I like is that we can, I think it, can troubleshoot the bias component that we know that we have human bias that you know we're all oh, yeah. bringing a bias and so when we're bringing in the ai part of this if somebody's coming to do an eval i mean you look at our small state of vermont everyone knows everyone somebody shows up at your program to do an evaluation there's no way they're walking in your door without some bias even if they're like mm. i love this program Mm. This is one of my favorite programs that mm. lives inside of them when they walk in to do this workshop, right? And or to do this evaluation. And so AI takes the bias out of it. I dig mm. that. Yeah. It could actually be cool to do it side by side too. Still keep the totally. do, keep doing the person, but then use AI to to see, you know, um to to spark conversation and to to spark um, areas of additional focus. Sure. Sure. So you, Wonder School right now is primarily in family child care programs. Um, and can you break down, like, first of all, why? Why family child care versus child care centers? And um, if you know some of the data around the percentage of family child care versus center-based care, it might be helpful for people to hear. Yeah, so there's, um, there's there, we need more child care in America. And the easiest way to start a child care program is a home-based child care program because people already live in homes, teachers already live in homes, and they can get up, up and running pretty quickly. Also, like the failure rate of starting a center is pretty high. Um, you have to um, retrofit a space. You have to invest a lot of money in um, a down payment or a, excuse me, not a down payment, a security deposit um, and in your lease. Um, you have to make sure your program's full. You need to make sure that you can recruit enough teachers to keep it up and running. You have to buy all these materials. So, um, you know, like operating a center is like the big leagues, in my opinion. And um, we don't, you know, we don't need more. We don't, we need more of those. But I kind of think of like family child care as sort of like the step before the big leagues. So a lot of folks can start these programs, operate them out of their home, learn the ropes, learn what it's like to recruit a teacher, learn what it's like to recruit a family, learn what it's like to actually be a childcare provider. And then, you know, if that's going really well, um, what, what typically happens is you develop a pretty sizable wait list. And then you can use that wait list to fund the creation of a center. Mm -hmm. um, and you can get really creative about it. I bet you, like, if you're thoughtful about it, you can get the parents on that wait list to help you pay for a lot of the startup costs associated with that center because there's so much demand. Parents are willing to invest in a childcare slot. 
Also, um, I'm going to call, I'm just yeah. going to call BS on the fact that parents would have to, because our systems and our state should be um, investing in that. But you're right. Parents would, because we need to right now. And also yes. states, this is a CTA for you, federal government, this is a CTA for you to invest in that. And 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 believe it, and and frankly, um, states actually are. There's a lot of startup grants that are um, out there right now that a lot of childcare providers aren't really even aware of. Sure. Um, and so, um, so, so yeah, that's 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 one of the big benefits. The other big benefit of a home-based program is that um, the student-to-teacher ratio is a lot lower um, in a home-based program. And um, you know, there's tons of data that just shows that um, smaller classrooms leads to more personalized learning, which leads to um, better mastery of subjects. And um, who, um, you know, like any parent knows that a child getting more attention is better than a child getting less attention. I chose family childcare for my child for two reasons. One, the childcare provider is incredible. I've had the privilege of working with her for years. She wrote a book on early ed teacher burnout. She's a oh, dream. Wow, cool. um, but she, outside of her, <laughs> I chose it because he is a sensory sensitive human who thrives more uh he's, he's more successful in small groups than he is in large and i think it's a huge advantage to family child care i think another thing that i think about when i think about family child care are how many of us in early ed who have left the field as teachers who are at home raising our kids who would potentially even if it's short term are like i want to be at home with my kids and I could bring in this income. I'm going to be home exactly. with them. I could have a family childcare. That's what my mom did with us when we were younger. I'm one of five and we were in a low income community. She stayed home with yeah. us and hers, it was unregulated, a small town, like village mentality, if you will. But uh, she ran an un unregulated family childcare. And I'm like, what would it look like to have that, but regulated uh, more prevalent to say like, oh, you're in a small town, you're in a rural state, like, man, Vermont, the, it's, I think it would, it's a, it's a very untapped potential for us here in Vermont to have more family child care programs uh, that are going to help us meet these needs, especially because we're such a rural state. Center-based care doesn't make a whole lot of sense for most of our state. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I think from the teacher side, yeah, it's like an option. I have so many friends who have left the field teaching because they had kids and they're getting paid almost nothing. And now it doesn't make sense to pay for your kid to go to school so you can pay to go to work Yeah, and they're home and their background's early ed and they could open up a spot and you take at Wonder School, the business part off their plate, right? Like streamlining right. that is so huge, right. huge. I think I think y'all are a, a really key component to um, having childcare more available and accessible. Totally. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. 
I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Um, what, I mean, we talked about AI. What would be in your like dream landscape? There's funding for it all. What change do you believe would be the raddest? You were like, funding's not a, not a barrier. Oh, I mean. For Wonder School. You know, um, we work with a lot of states that pay us to create childcare programs, and we would want more states to pay us to create more childcare programs. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's very, pretty simple. Because um, um, there are there's a shortage of childcare in America, and um, uh, we need more home-based childcare prog- programs, and we need more entrepreneurs who are willing to grow from a home-based program to a center-based program. To me, it's just so simple. It's such a simple idea. More home-based childcare program is better for everybody, period. So just need more of that. Okay, let me rephrase my question. Outside of what Wonder School's already currently doing, what would Mm. your dream look like? For childcare? Yeah, for Wonder School's role in the system. For Wonder School's role in the system, what else would we be doing? Outside of what um, you're currently doing and outside of AI, which we've touched on. Um, you know, I would love to spend more time with parents. Parents are so critical to um, a child's development. And so I would love to like spend more time thinking about like what's going on inside of the, in the home, mm-hmm. you know, and helping parents become better child care providers themselves, actually. Um, and uh, that's something I think could be pretty monumental and cause a lot of positive change. Yeah, sick. Love that. Love that. When we created the CERT, it's, we have a teacher element to it, PD, ongoing support, et cetera. All of our families in every program get access to our Tiny Humans, Big Emotions parenting course mm. for that exact reason. Mm, and I was like, we cool. can't, yeah, we can't just support teachers. We've got to support families as well with this work. And uh, so same, I agree. <laughs> Love it. Great answer. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you were growing 
Wonder School. Did it always start out? I feel like you came into my sphere. I, I really feel like I learned about y'all just before COVID maybe. And then it I feel oh, like really? there was a shift in COVID. Yeah. But you've been around longer than that. Was it always family childcare in the same sort of model? Yeah. It was always was family childcare. Cool. And it was the same model. And we started in 2016. And so yeah. we were pretty, um, we still are pretty big in California. That's where a lot of our focus is. Sure. Sure. Um, that makes sense. Your tech, tech exactly. background. <laughs> yes. I live right in the middle of San Francisco. So yeah, sure. around a lot of <laughs> tech people. Yes, sure. for sure. Sure. Sweet. Well, Chris, I'm so stoked about the work y'all are doing. I, yeah, it's necessary. I think there are so many of us in early ed trying to solve the problem. And I I was chatting with someone on your team, Mia, um, a few months ago. And I was like, the thing is, if we try to solve the same problem with the same solutions over and over, we're going to continue to get the same results. Yeah. And when I, I sit on statewide committees here in Vermont and everybody, you know, people from every, both public and private sectors are on these committees and everyone's talking about how to solve these problems. And a lot of the times the conversation is just more of what we're already doing. Like, man, we can't. Like, yeah. There has yeah. to be innovative thought and practice and approach. And y'all are bringing that to the table and I'm super grateful for it. Mm, that's kind of you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything you'd like to leave folks with today? Where can they find you, learn more about Wonder School if they're interested in opening their own family child care, connecting you with oh. in their state? Yeah, if you want to start a child care program, email us at a, email us at hello at wonderschool.com. Um, if you want to contact me, I'm on LinkedIn. So you can just find me on LinkedIn, Chris Bennett. And um, if you want to learn more about Wonder School, go to wonderschool.com. Sick. Thank you, Chris. And for our Wonder School folks, if you're a part of the community, um, I did some PD in December and we have more of that to come for Wonder School providers in the social emotional realm of things. So cheers, cheers to being in collaboration and moving this needle forward, Chris. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the transcript at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community over on Instagram hanging out every day with more free content? Come join us at seed.and.so, S-E-W. Take a screenshot of you tuning in, share it on the gram, and tag seed.and.so to let me know your key takeaway. If you're digging this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We love collaborating with you to raise emotionally intelligent humans. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact invented. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was 
steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking